Students often ask me, should I become a doctor? That's a highly personal question that I cannot answer for you, but what I can tell you are the traits that make for great doctors. If you can identify with these six characteristics, chances are that you will be a phenomenal physician. Dr. Jabal, MedSchoolInsiders.com For those of you who are new here, my name is Dr. Kevin Jabal. I earned my MD from UC San Diego and matched into plastic surgery. If you'd like to know more about my story, the realities of being a doctor, and what it was like to do plastic surgery, visit my vlog channel, link in the description below. The first trait is a keystone of sorts. Without resilience, you probably won't get to the point of being able to call yourself a doctor. That's because the path to becoming a fully licensed and board-certified physician is arduous. During the four years in undergrad, you're competing with other brilliant college pre-meds to earn your seat at medical school, and your medical school prerequisite courses and the MCAT are no joke. Next up, just when you thought you knew how to study and to be efficient, medical school comes in like a wrecking ball. You'll spend the first two years learning more knowledge than you thought possible, culminating in the most challenging and high-stakes test of your life, USMLE Step 1. Next, you'll spend two years in your clinical rotations, or clerkships, followed by Step 2 CK, and then you'll do the application process all over again, this time applying to residency. Once in residency, it's a marathon to finish, with anywhere from three to seven additional years, plus time for further subspecialization in fellowship. The path to becoming a doctor is long and challenging, but that's not why you need to be resilient. Everyone faces unforeseen obstacles along the way. That's just life. Facing and overcoming those obstacles while still completing the most challenging professional training in the world requires great resilience, the ability to bounce back. For me, that was overcoming Crohn's colitis, family emergencies, and financial hardship all concurrently during my college career. For others, it's losing a loved one or becoming injured in a freak accident, and for others, it's overcoming deeply ingrained bad study habits that result in subpar grades and MCAT scores. If you need help getting better marks, check out our website. It's what we're here for. While resilience is important, it's only half of the equation. When things are not working, the answer is not to get up and keep doing the same things over and over expecting a different result. That's just insanity. Rather, it's to get up and adapt. If you're adaptable, this will be your superpower in the journey to becoming a doctor. As a pre-med, being adaptable means navigating the highly competitive and cutthroat landscape in university. It means trying new things and failing, but more importantly, learning from your mistakes and continuously improving. It means figuring out why you're not getting straight A's, then going to med school insiders to learn how to study more effectively, and adapting your study strategies until you're getting stellar grades. Hit the like button if any of my videos have helped you improve your grades. As a medical student, being adaptable is taking everything up a notch. It means looking at why you're not getting a good night's rest and adapting your morning and nightly rituals to improve your sleep, which increases your effectiveness during the day. And yes, you should be getting adequate sleep even when you're waking up at 3.30 a.m. every day while on surgery. It means totally overhauling your study habits once more because what worked in college is not going to cut it in medical school. It means figuring out how to be useful in not only the operating room, but also the delivery room, or the psych ward, or the pediatric ICU. It means adapting to the different personalities of your different attending physicians who are in different specialties, because what gets you an honors in surgery is not necessarily what gets you an honors in pediatrics. As a resident, being adaptable means becoming even more self-reliant on your own systems than you were as a medical student. 
external structure, pressure, and deadlines are reduced in residency, but now a failure to be at the top of your game translates to lesser care for your patients. Adaptability as a resident means taking responsibility and ownership of your patients, and it means adapting to the highly variable demands of each rotation. And as an attending physician, you will still have to adapt. Now you'll be adapting to the constantly changing practice of medicine. Confidence is necessary to be an effective physician, but it should not be confused with arrogance. No matter how smart or hardworking you are, you will never know all there is to know in medicine. The amount of information is too vast, and it expands every day with newly published research articles. You will face many days where you don't know the answer, or when new research contradicts your prior understandings. For that reason, a willingness to admit gaps in your knowledge is necessary. At the same time, don't let the expanse of medical information scare you into thinking that you will never be good enough. Imposter syndrome is surprisingly common, and it's nothing to be ashamed of. Feigned confidence acts as a thin veil that can easily be disturbed, but real confidence is earned through diligent work and experience. I've said it before and I will say it again, it is all about your systems. You start off not getting the results you want. You assess, adapt, and implement new systems. You get a small win. From there, you repeat again and again, assess, adapt, and implement. Each win gives you a little bit more confidence, allowing you to take on bigger risks. At that point, you'll have the confidence to walk into the operating room without second-guessing yourself. And trust me, the last thing your patient or healthcare team wants to see is a surgeon that isn't confident in themselves. But remember, be humble and never let it get to your head. Being book smart is important, no doubt about that, but what separates good from great physicians is bedside manner. Developing emotional intelligence to be a great listener, an astute observer, and empathetic to one's patients is key in establishing trust. And trust is one of the foundational components of an effective doctor-patient relationship. Oftentimes, listening to your patients carefully about their symptoms and medical history will be just as important as the physical exam. Clues that point toward the right diagnosis may be hidden in the patient's complaint, and you need to sort what is relevant from what is not. Patients may also be hesitant to share certain details, particularly when it comes to insecurities or situations of abuse. Again, establishing trust is key to allow open communication and an avenue to provide the care that they need. Contrary to what many people think, being a doctor is not about diagnosing diseases and prescribing medications. Telling a patient what to do, how to eat, and how often to exercise is not an effective way to help. Great physicians empower their patients to take ownership of their health and well-being. In medical school, we focused on motivational interviewing as a vital tool in our repertoire. This method of interaction focuses on listening to a patient's concerns and using a stepwise approach to find what sort of interventions are actually realistic. A good plan that someone can stick to is better than the perfect plan that has zero adherence. Compassion is showing kindness, care, and a willingness to help another. Some people are born more compassionate than others, but as with all the traits we've listed, this is something that can definitely be developed. The ever-increasing bureaucratic sludge of healthcare is making medicine less about medicine and more about billing, charting, and regulations. Compassion and remembering that being a physician is a tremendous privilege will go a long way in keeping you sane. Those lacking emotional intelligence or compassion are prone to treating patients as diseases rather than as people. The patient is not just a list of medical problems and medications. Your patients won't value how many publications you have, but rather whether or not you actually care about them. 
And as we have already discussed, this is foundational in trust and mutual respect, which is necessary to be an effective physician. Despite what people have told you, being a doctor isn't about being smart. It's about having the right work ethic. You don't have to be brilliant to pass the MCAT, the USMLE, or your board exams. In fact, if you were a neuroscience major like I was, or studied another conceptually challenging major like mathematics, physics, or bioengineering, chances are that your college major was more conceptually challenging than what you'll learn in medical school. For more conceptually challenging classes, you can walk in on test day and figure out many of the difficult problems. In medicine, you're hosed if you didn't adequately memorize the information. Where medical school is tremendously challenging is less in concepts and critical thinking and more in the vast amounts of information you must memorize. If you need help on how to memorize more effectively, I've made several videos just for you. Links are in the description below. No matter how smart you are, you've got to put in the time in order to learn and memorize the vast quantities of information. Only once you have a solid foundation of knowledge can you begin to develop more advanced clinical judgment and then become the best physician you can be. If you enjoyed this video, you'll love my weekly newsletter. It gets sent out once a week and is super short. In it, I share weekly insights, tools, tips, and resources available only if you sign up via email. I don't publish it anywhere else. When new projects come up, small in-person meetups, special deals, or anything else that is very limited, I share it first with Med School Insiders newsletter subscribers. Check it out at medschoolinsiders.com forward slash newsletter. If you ever change your mind, it's one click to unsubscribe, and I promise I will never spam you. This list was by no means exhaustive. Let me know in the comments what other qualities make for great physicians. If you liked the video, let me know with a thumbs up, and if you weren't a fan, I don't mind if you leave a thumbs down. Much love to you all, and I will see you guys in that next one.